Yeah, yeah. Shay. Oh, Shay. Right up in there. I heard this cool thing about how they made Oprah. That what Oprah do you mean? made it be. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they made Oprah. Yeah. First, before that, why haven't lapel mics been used in podcasts ever? It seems like such a... Yeah. Because people can't get their hands on lapel mics? Personally, yeah, they're just too expensive. I would have got lapel mics a long time ago. Yeah, even in the professional podcasts I see... There's always a producer at one point that'll come and like readjust this like microphone. Yeah. Around. Yeah. I feel like lapel that mics are with. There you go. What was I saying before that? got on your podcast notes my podcast yeah notes. your podcast you notes, want, yeah. do you want the bullet points yeah yeah of course bullet points right. you give me yours i'll give you mine and then we'll just see these are not necessarily the complete list of topics that maybe i'd like to hit but i'll give you some bullet points for some of them all right uh whatever man just yeah. just read some jared leto uh yakuza yeah. Jared okay. Leto Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Hell yes. Did you see that? No, of course not. Oh, no, no. my God. I have to get. We'll, 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 we could get into that if, if time allows. Uh, second, NHL Future Stars. A rundown. All right. Like a walk down. A walk down of the little facts I know about uh, the NHL upcoming draft class. Is it this is the same thing? No, it's a different point. No, okay, okay. I was gonna segue that with the Jared Leto y- Yakuza. Um, evolution, fact or fiction? Yeah. Okay, if we get time. I think fact. Fact? I think fact too. You know, I read a study that said that it's uh, it's more accurate to divide people by their eye color. As yeah, opposed yeah. to their skin color. Yeah, yeah. Because statistically, like, that makes just more sense. You know what I mean? If you're going to, like, discriminate, discriminate on, you know, the segregate via eye color, you know? Yeah, but why? I don't know. I changed the channel. Wait, what else you got on your list? Um, okay, NHL Future Stars, Evolution Factor Fiction. I guess we just decided that. Um, okay, so this one I have a line through it uh, that says birthday bake sale, line through it. Then in parentheses I say uh, fundraiser with a question mark. And there's an arrow that goes down to the bottom of the page that says uh, clown birthday party costumes. Yeah. So there's that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think what I was getting... Hmm. I was getting at... We'll leave that one. We'll leave that one open-ended. 
um, how white people feel, the answer might surprise you. <laughs> Segue into uh, Trump talk. This conversation may su- uh, surprise you. And then uh, interview with uh, underground rapper Rugged Intellectual. Oh, shit. Yeah. What was I saying before that? Someone created Oprah. Oh, yeah. Making of Oprah. And, um... Yeah. What, uh, what she, oh yeah, that's it. It was an interview with the audio engineer, the person who mixed the audio for the Oprah Winfrey show. And she was saying that she did it like completely different from all of the talk shows. She would mic, there was 300 microphones in the audience, like, like dispersed among the audience and they mic'd everyone up real close. Yeah, yeah. So instead of having like a room mic where they have like the, yeah, yeah. the room sound, they wanted everyone to like feel like they're on stage with Oprah, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I gave it that, like, intimate, intimate feeling that... The documentary I watched was crazy, or I listened to it was crazy. Yeah. The Making of Oprah, three-part series. Gained mad respect for her. Yeah. I guess I always did. <laughs> She's been out of, like, the cultural consciousness for so long that it's, like, it's hard to believe, like, how huge she was yeah she was gigantic she was the kind of big where it surprises me that she's not bigger right now i thought she would be like mm. that kind of big forever i think she just has to push the button oh because she, she's in a movie i just saw a movie trailer with yeah, her yeah wrinkle of time mm. have you heard about what's that about i mean it's like a kid's book oh so it's like a kid's movie safe choice i think the problem like she made that network didn't work out okay so the, the network does still exist yeah, yeah yeah but it's all murder shows that's what ladies love yes but okay so going back that's to that's gonna be my rap name ll murder <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the documentary one thing that like, happened because you know at the beginning right it was all sensation uh, sensationalized shit like they're trying to compete with oh, yeah. Donahue, you know. Yeah, that's what the form was, man. That was the medium. Right. So like skinheads, you know, I cheated on my wife. Yeah, yeah. So slowly she started to develop a, a conscious, like, okay, I'm being used here as a platform for skinheads to come on and, you know, push their agenda mm-hmm. as opposed to them realizing that this is a intervention almost, right? So she made a pact with herself saying like, no, no, only positivity, right? Like stay away from that stuff. So that was the first era of her kind of incarnation as the hippy-dippy, lighting candles, barefoot, self-empowerment Oprah. I don't know if that's the way I describe it. That's the way she described it. Really? Well. She was like, yo, if I see it. She has a different view on herself than like, I wouldn't call her hippy-dippy. Hippy in what way? Because she's She's like like so capitalist. Yes. Trying to make them dollars. But uh, what happened was that she, like, it was the guilt. She says it's the guilt that got behind her saying, like, no, like, I can't stand making people's lives worse. So I want to make them better. And so she started getting into, like, this, her own spirituality. Yeah. And she brought it to the show. And then from the show, like, the marketing of her newfound spirituality was all, like, cutaways to, like, 
women walking in fields with long dresses and, and no sh- like socks on and you know candles at one point she says if I see another scented candle on my set I'm gonna fucking yeah I'm gonna she, verbatim she said I'm gonna fucking shoot someone in the fucking mouth that's what she said to her staff verbatim that's too much uh, yeah it's overkill for sure Oprah show correspondent Lisa Ling but she was so good, though. She was like a, a hustler. She was a pro, man. She was just a fucking pro, yeah. Sent from the beginning, okay? She sent a audition tape from Baltimore to Chicago saying, like, when I'm your new girl. What was she doing in Baltimore? That's where she, like, started her. Oh, uh, yeah, I think she's working for some, like, internship or something. Mm-hmm. She put the, a tape together. She got an audition, and they hired her on the spot. Yeah. And then she was, what, a 21-year-old kid ho- uh, hosting a morning show in Chicago. Yeah. And, okay, so what they were trying to do, it was that there was, like, this alpha male that took off, sorry. Alpha male that took up the spot, the the morning spot on this news network, and he was being a dick. But he had like a, a pretty good fan base. Yeah. So the direction was, okay, well we're going to. That was on like a, a competing station. So they were saying that our direction should be we're going to get a young, you know, uh, perky black woman in to compete with a demographic by being something completely different. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why they did auditions, and they found Oprah, and she needed, like, 30 seconds, apparently, before she got hired. So they were particularly looking for a color check. They don't say it, but they, yeah. yeah. You know, they were looking for something different, to rep, more representative of the community. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Daytime television in Chicago. Yeah. Less Chicago, I guess. Yeah. Yo, did you notice another thing? Like, to not to, I want to go back to the Oprah thing, but you notice in Baltimore, I was watching a documentary about Baltimore, the accent is so weird. Yeah, it's the ooze. Ooze. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is normal, and then it's yeah. ooze. Yeah. What the? Do. What? Do. Music. I can't even really do it, but yeah, I realized it back during the wire and shit. It's Re- like. Really? Yeah, it's the weird, because I love that, those kinds of things. What, like, that, uh, like. Just like weird quirks to. Like Look. accents and shit. Yeah, me too. I like it. Toronto, you must have a field day with a Toronto accent. Right? Nah, I mean, it's a funny one, but I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got. Oh yeah, what do you got in yours? I got. I don't like the concept of playing devil's advocate. Why do you want to find excuses for the devil? <laughs> Uh, Why do you want to find excuses for the devil? Uh, Jeez, Mike, try not to be a know-it-all. Okay, that's just for me. Uh, I got art is dead. Yo, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. I think so. No, no, I think it's I think it's thriving. Uh, Media in the '90s had no chill whatsoever. No chill. No chill whatsoever. John Stewart was pretty chill. Uh, no, I mean more like news media. Uh, I guess yeah, news media. Yeah. I've realized how many of the things that I saw in the '90s, like they didn't tell you half of the fucking. They told you half of the story. Like the the Menendez brothers. Have yeah. you seen that documentary on like the Menendez brothers story? Yo, I tried to watch it. I don't know. Like I've tried to watch different documentaries on those guys, and I just find them like 
uninteresting. Like the story's fine, but like I just find them uninteresting. Like I don't know. Well, I mean, so you know the story? Yeah, I know the story. Yes. Yeah, well, that's just fucking crazy. They did not explain any of that in the '90s. In the '90s, they were just these two fucking rich kids that killed their parents. That's it. That's what I know about it. But yeah, made me miss Oprah. Damn, did you ever watch Oprah when she was yeah, around? Yeah, I watched her. Yeah, when there's nothing on television, I watched her. I liked her. I mean, it was a little boring. Like all like yeah, this, I just found it boring. All like the spirituality stuff was a little bit heavy-handed, kind of corny. I saw Charlemagne said said she's a great podcast. I can imagine. So, there's your chance. Oh, to get into Oprah. Well, the, the podcast that I heard her on, it took them two months to get it. No, she has her own podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, every week. You don't got to wait two months. You go get her every week. What? I'm still on the fence about Charlemagne. What's the... I don't know. I don't like how... Yeah. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't like how he switches back and forth so fast between. I'm an asshole. Let me like just say my opinions because freedom of speech, and I got to say my opinions, and him being like. No, 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 for, for real. You're a good guy, you know? Like, I'm a good guy, you're a good guy. I mean, what do you do? What are you watching? Breakfast Club. And then, like, some of his appearances on his podcast. And, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the Breakfast Club, it is what it is. He's, like, he's playing in that role. It's like a character. Mean? Yeah, yeah. When there's people he doesn't care about, he acts like a dick. You know what I mean? That's generally it. You never see him do it to anyone who he cares about. No, that's true. <laughs> it's, like, true. that simple. Oh, who's that guy? Latif, the guy from um, Atlanta. What's his last name? I think Latif did not. I don't know. What's he like, do? Like the smart, dumb guy. Oh, oh, you mean Atlanta, the show? Yeah, yeah exactly. I hate that guy. Lakeith Stanfield. That's it. Yeah. yeah, like he played that guy. He played him so And he deserved hard. it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yo, when you, you're, the guy, <laughs> you're the guy who's blowing up because you get to be the quirky guy on Atlanta. You're blowing up and then he wants to be a rapper. And then the verses that he dropped on that show were like uh, terrible. It took me back though. It took me back to a, like a, an easier time. It was like, terrible. It, yeah, it reminded so, me of every underground rapper that Yeah, well, I mean, they were terrible. He was terrible. Did you go and watch any of his videos out there? Mm-hmm. Oh, watch those. They're bad. They're really dark and, like, underground. I know they're bad. I could tell by that that there was, there's no potential in there. You're terrible. But he has no excuse. I mean, he's already in... If you're an actor that's already in Hollywood, you know, your video's got to be dope. Like, Jaden Smith, his music is horrible. Why would his video be dope? Well, because, I mean, that's the connects. That's your lane. You know what I mean? You're in the film and entertainment industry. You must have one director of photography that's going to shoot you, like, you know, despite your wax arm. Yeah. You know? Who did that? Uh, Jay, yeah, Jaden Smith. His videos are fucking 
crazy wild. Yeah, but he like really wants to be a rapper. He's not. How's that going? How's it going? Fine. Uh, fucking Viola Desmond on a $10 bill. Uh-huh. Idols, who's got them? Not me. <laughs> and then last, I got Mark Cuban's hands. The huge? I imagine they're huge. Or is it his nails? I just don't remember what the... His manicure? Oh, shit. I remember what it was. So Yo, this is fucking hilarious. Okay. So... A chick came out and said that she asked Mark Cuban for a picture in the picture like while they were taking this picture he put his hands down her pants <laughs> and like oh, yo, from the back yeah and stuck a, stuck a finger in no way right what the, finger so, where the culo or the finger in the uh in the, uh, in the in the wizard sleeves no nah, yeah in the vagina but what from the what back? he does what he that's a pro move by he the way. has two urologists who say Mark Cuban is a real tall guy. He's got big hands. And he cannot, without lubrication, penetrate a lady in a standing position. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's their like their retort. Like, look, this is impossible. They're using fact they're using <laughs> That's what they're together. saying. That's what they're saying. Uh what was that thing about white people? Oh here, hold on a second. I want to see if I'm actually surprised. Say what? Huh? Okay, I didn't hear you. I said I balance as soon as you say. What's that thing about white people? Uh, okay, what's the headline? The headline is how white people feel. The answer may surprise you. Okay. I want to see if I'm surprised. Uh, you know, no, it's more the idea that... Uh, I read a editorial the other day. A white guy. It was like a reputable ma uh, magazine or online publication. And he was talking about... It was the first like backlash I've seen from a white guy. An educated, liberal white guy. That's, he's, he's like, enough's enough. It's like, stop picking on us. Yeah, yeah. Stop picking on us like a cis white male, you know? We're straight ahead, like we're men. We're like, we're the men of this world. You know what I mean? White guys, typical white guys. And you got sensitive in the article. Yeah, yeah. He started catching feelings. It's like enough is enough. And he started making a point about, you know, like now white people are the butt of the joke. And I read this and I was like, it kind of made me uncomfortable because it, it seemed like it was more this guy's issue. Yeah, yeah. No particular, like, yeah. issue. Like, he got, like, you know, someone, he's been hanging around with too many, you know, too many woke people. Yeah. And then he, he got offended. And his, like, counter-argument, I don't know. I think it's uh, pretty ridiculous. But, like... I don't know. I think that, like, there's the whole... I don't. We're not getting into the larger political ideas with, like, Trump and, you know, the, the southern states and all that shit, but I think that kind of summarizes the, like, the, the blatant racism that's coming out of the United States is that, you know, the more and more that people, other people are gaining rights, 
to gain rights, they have to cite examples of where they're being oppressed. And the fingers pointed right at white people. So the reaction to that is that white people are getting threatened. Yeah. And feel the need to say, whoa, now we're the ones being bullied here. Yeah. Which I don't think is true. I don't subscribe to that at all. But it's been more than once I've gotten that feeling from like listening to people speak and listening to like Donald Trump's defensiveness, you know? Like the fake media, like they're being victimized. Now yeah, we're yeah. the ones being victimized. So yeah, my title is kind of facetious. Oh. But it, like that was the, the underlying point that I was thinking about. Yeah. Is it time? Is it time? Is there a time? And it, will there? I don't think this was the time at all for anyone to say anything about that shit. Because like nothing's been solved. Everything's gotten crazier. You know, there's more questions than answers than ever before when it comes to like racial ties in the states right now. But when will it be okay for him to say enough's enough? Do you think there'll be ever a chance for someone like that who thinks like that? The guy from the article. Yes. To be able to say enough's enough. Now we're the ones, like the, the, the normal, the social middle American, yeah. you know, is being the one that's being marginalized right now because of reparations. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think at least you got to take his age and you got to go at least as many, those many years. You know what I mean? Because what you're saying, what he's saying is like, oh man, for like two years I've really been hearing about how fucking horrible I am and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> That's exactly what he's so saying. So it's like, alright, if you're 40 years old, that means 38 of those years, all the things that people are saying were happening, are happening, you know what I mean? You've been avoiding that for fucking 38 years, so, so. like... You need to at least get 38 years of it. Okay, so your answer is? Your age. Your age. That's when you could start. That's like a... Hey, so you, then look, you go up to the fucking... The committee of five people. That's true, because if you're a 21-year-old, yeah. right? And you're doing this type of stuff, right? You have to wait 21 years, you know what I mean? You're younger, so you get off a little bit lighter sentence. Yeah, you know? exactly. You don't know it as much as the world. Someone's 50, 60 years old. They know a lot more about the world. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. That's a good, good fix. Gone, if you're 50, you went 48 years of being a fucking asshole. So it's like now you get 48 years of people being an asshole to you. What happens if you haven't, though, been an asshole for 48 years? And you well, acknowledge, you you acknowledge well, I mean, if you acknowledge, you know, the people who have been yeah, yeah. assholes, you know, usually bleeding heart liberals will do that. They'll, like, acknowledge the fact that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So what happens if, but there are people that are not like you know, them. They're not as open-minded. They're not as intellectual. They're not as you know forward-thinking. Yeah, but they probably allowed the atmosphere atmosphere to exist. You know what I mean? By well, I mean, like you. Do you think you're that type of person? That what? Like a forward-thinking liberal? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, but like you've definitely allowed the atmosphere to exist. By my inaction. Yeah, pretty much. I mean. You've told me of at least two times where you had a black fucking artist recording in here and you allowed weird people, weird race ideas into their recording area. Oh, but I kicked her out. There's, there's, you, you missed the end of the story. No, I know you kicked them out, yeah. but 
it like happened. You know what I mean? It did happen. Yeah. And it was very, very uncomfortable. And, uh, but it was subtle. It was subtle because this is like someone who's approaching a racial argument by claiming at first that they're not a racist. And by not being a racist, I have the right to talk about race. Yeah. Because I acknowledge myself as not as a racist. Yeah, yeah. So now liberally, I'm able to use the N-word yeah. in discussion with that. That was the, 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 the comment in play. Yeah, yeah. And one, there's one black dude in the room. Now, one by one, all the other white guys started having their opinions on this. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that would have gone on for about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, but I don't like want to get into details because yeah. it's happened multiple times is what I mean. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, no, like... I don't say, but, like, you're, but that, by you saying that to me, you're saying that I have been in positions where I have let a climate of racism exist around me. Well, I don't know. See, what I mean is that you allowed the climate just to exist you know what i mean you didn't create the climate you didn't like invite the climate Mm. but you allowed it to exist you know what i mean like if you have three stories like that that's too many stories you know what i mean that does i don't think i have i can't remember two other stories yeah well i mean there's Hey, it's, uh, it's me, Mike. I know, I might sound a little different, but I might sound, my voice might be a little deeper. It's because I, I don't know how to say this, but I'm from the fucking future, man. And I went to shit, man. It's because, well, it started when the podcast went under. We couldn't keep it up. It just costs too much. The expenses got too, too much. Oh God, hold on, oh I gotta breathe, I'm gonna fucking pass out, okay yeah, anyway it got too expensive, we, we went under, the rest of the world went to shit, I think it's because the podcast fucking went under, I don't know, you gotta go to patreon.com slash lasers on the ride, you gotta go now. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash lasers on the right. Yeah, well, I mean, there's... There definitely is. You talked about the weed guy being in here and having weird race things. You talked about... Yeah, there was one time with... uh, Oh, and, oh, yeah, and the girl coming by. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. and there's... Done it to me, she's done it to multiple people. Well, she, exactly, well, she's the one that was the, in the fir- implicated in the first story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you did allow it. Okay, well, allowing people that you know have that ignorance to be around. But see, on. the thing is, is that that, that's the kind of issue is that that's a fucking stand you can make. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because to you, that's a philosophical idea. But to a person who's not white, they can't make that distinction. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Because they have to put up with it. Oh, yeah, of course. 
So that's kind of what the issue is. Well, on both occasions, like, I have to, I have to like, say the real answer is that, like, you know, it got to a certain point where, like, you know, then I'm saying a certain point within five to ten minutes yeah, of yeah. this existing as a conversation, we need to understand what's going on, where the person did, I did ask the person to leave. Yeah, Because yeah. it was, like, an uncomfortable, you know. So to say that allow it exists, like, you know, if you put two people in a room and then you see this all of a sudden opinions start being thrown around and these are opinions that you've, yeah. you've brought these people together. You've allowed it to exist by like having two people that you know are kind of like, you know, someone like the girl that we were talking about who has a, who's already done that before. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I mean. But Once you know me. that she has done that kind of thing. Mm. I'm not willing to believe though. That's what at the time I wasn't willing to believe that, you know what I mean? It's that... Like a parent of a, of, of a quality for someone like that to like bring up race and bring up race in a, a like uncomfortable, demeaning way, like on multiple occasions. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, like that, like that's like you know, we're here hanging out on like twice out of how many times she's hung out here, she's been she had a race conversation yeah. about you know, to I caught that at a party the other day. Jamaican dude and like like a girl who was like this forward-thinking lesbian and they were introduced and I overheard their conversation and automatically she starts talking about Jamaican shit because the guy had dreadlocks yeah yeah and then he's kind of like uncomfortable and I realized during the conversation that this guy's definitely not Jamaican this girl started talking about how like she went to go teach in Jamaica and all of a sudden she made the assumption right off the bat that he was Jamaican because of his dreadlocks so I had to go over and ask. I'm like, yo, uh, some question, man. Are you Jamaican? Any chance? He's like, no, no, no. no I'm the two generations Canadian. Before that, I, uh, my family's from the States. Yeah. And I look at the girl. I'm like, did you assume that he was Jamaican? She's like, aren't you Jamaican? I'm like, no, you, you kind of made, I heard you. You made that assumption because of this guy's dreadlocks. When you look up Lakeith Stanfield, one of the top five is who remembers Charlemagne and Lakeith Lakeith Stanfield's moments <laughs> oh so was that number one it's, it's top five. Oh shit I mean I see it more often than not when you see things like uh, how Charlemagne treated Lakeith Stanfield you know to me that was disgusting that was completely disgusting I would have never ever treated another human being like that Let's say if somebody came on your show, you didn't like the way they rap. That's not that's not how you treat a guest and come on your show. Mm. That person kind of doesn't agree. So would you be rude and disrespectful to your guest? It's rude to rap weird on someone else's show. I mean, oh. I just I'm I'm glad I didn't see that what I did before, but it, it gave a, a an example of just how petty this person is. But let's look at it this way. Do you know what the word petty comes from? If this guy decided to have somebody from Oprah. You ever been to one of those medieval times? I went to a dinner show. Medieval times. So you have? Yeah. Oh, shit. How was it? I got duck for the first time. I ate duck for the first time. Canard. Yeah. It's no good. I've never had it ever again. Awful. Dim lights eating. What'd they do to it, though? 
What did they do to the duck? Yeah, what they do to that duck? Presumably they killed it first, then uh, they cooked it up. But like, what style? Fuck, I don't know, medieval style, man. <laughs> they just took it in the back kitchen, and I got I just, it. I wonder what they could have done. If it was burnt, okay? It was like it was okay, crispy yeah. on the outside. Right. Brown meat, tough brown meat on the inside. But uh, it wasn't really a theater. It's more like the waiters and waitresses would come over dressed in medieval times gear, and you'd order your meal, speaking to them, like, you know, play, like, improvising. With you them. were doing that? Yeah. <laughs> they make you. Uh, like, what do you mean? How could they make you? They don't understand you otherwise. They're like, pardon me? What thou saying? So, and, and what do you, how do you, I don't know. You stumble through. Thou would like thy. Oh, my God. That's weird. Duck confession. Man, I don't know what this preoccupation with hair. Dudes are like too fucking obsessed with this hair thing. Man, I'm 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 right with you on that. I am going through my my own personal experience with male pattern baldness. Okay. But I jumped out in front of it. Okay, I jumped out in front of it for two months later than I was supposed to. What does that mean? Well, I should have got out of the, the hair game two months prior to when I did. Because I'll tell you what happened. I was working as a doorman at a yeah, condo yeah. building, and there's a furniture delivery guy that was trying to get some stuff in the elevator. And I'm watching him from the cameras, and I see him kicking the elevator door like with the all like fucking might in these like, expensive elevators, right? So I go, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Settle down. Like, you want me to help you? He's like, shut the fuck up. You think I'm taking instructions from a guy with a fucking bald comb over? <laughs> Call me out. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, like, I knew my shit was kind of thinning on top, but, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know he was going to go. I, no one has ever called me out yeah. on it, right? I would ask my girlfriend every day. I'm like, yo, is this look? Is this, like, and she'd be like, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. But she was, like, what, five foot? She couldn't see. This guy was, like, six foot three. You could see yeah, the whole yeah. deal, right? So I said, get the fuck out of here before I call the cops. You know, fuck you, whatever, I got him out of there. And then I sat to sit for the next two hours of my shift thinking, like, fuck. Yeah, and yeah. You look in the mirror. And- See, the thing is, is that that dude has hair issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he was looking for, it was a battle rap approach, I think, yeah, to me. Yeah. Like, he was like, let me just pick, like, the one thing that's, like, and to him, the one, you know. Yeah. So next time I went, next time I found a, a razor, I just went for it, bam. And uh, I miss it. I miss it. If I were to grow my hair back now, I would have a pseudo Larry David. Okay, yeah. Or a, as you mentioned before, a Hunter S. Thompson. Okay, yeah. Which are the two guys who have made that hairstyle popping. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I mean, what can you do with that hairstyle? Oh, I thought about it. Yeah, what what have you... Yo, okay, so I saw one guy around here, around Fatalu's got it, and what he did is he made two ponytails out of the hair in the back. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. Put some wax in those shit and Ugh. dyed them each a different color. So, yeah. like, two spikes there okay. just shooting out of the back of your head. That's a lot. How does LeBron do it? LeBron's, like, this is, like, an open secret at this point where LeBron's hairline is, like... Well, oh, he's giving up. There was a point... It got bad. Then there was a point where suddenly it was better. But yeah. he's gone past that. I don't think it's, it's there's no return now. I think it's the games. In the games, it's, he doesn't give a fuck. 
games. I saw him at the foul line the other day. His shit looked all mashed up. Yeah. But he has it in the weird spots, though. He's got, like, like <laughs> weird, weird, like, uh, constellations of... But he's LeBron James. I don't ever look at LeBron James balding and being like... I don't like this. Because <laughs> I do. I don't. He shaves it for a second. He's very short. He period. should shave it, man. That's what I'm saying. He did. Larry David said this. Someone asked Larry David what his best quality was. And he said his ability to embrace his baldness. Yeah. That's his best quality. Yeah. I'm cool with it now. I'm cool with because like I'm young enough where I can still wear hats and shit like that. Because I don't like the way I look bald. You wear hats. It's just I'm worried when I'm like you know, like more like in my 40s, my 50s. You, you got to do stuff yeah. that like requires you not to wear a hat. You know what I mean? Like what? Like. Uh, Say horse riding, but you gotta wear a hat when you're horse riding. Yeah, helmet. Yeah, you know, like um, swimming. I plan on doing a lot of swimming in my forties. To wear a hat, swimming, get out of here. Oh Not man, snorkeling. Well, they, like, we're on that. I mean, the um, first note I had was uh, Jared Leto Yakuza. Where Jared yeah. Leto, premise of this is called The Outsider, and Jared Leto plays a post-war Japan. I think it's Leto. Is it is Leto? It? Oh, I don't know. I uh, say Leto. Yeah, Leto. whatever. I'll whatever. go with Leto, though. No, no, you do Leto, I'll do Leto. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's more, it's more comfortable for me to do uh, Leto. Yeah, so post-war uh, war Japan, 1954, he's in uh, prison with a bunch of Yakuza guys. Anyways, he helps one of the Yakuza guys escape from prison. And the clan comes back and gets Jared Leto. And now he's working for the Yakuza out of, uh, like a, to pay back a debt for them getting out of prison. Eventually he becomes a Yakuza. Car, like for like yeah. card, card carrying, yeah, of course. suit wearing, tattoo wearing. Falls in love with his boss's younger sister. Not a good, not, not a good not idea. A good, yeah, that's a white guy mistake. Yeah. That's how you know he's not real yakuza. But so they they spent a lot of time. The outsider, they, they spent a lot of time calling like Jared Leto like like little white cat, yeah. little fluffy white dog. Nice. You know what I mean? With the yakuza like shit talking. But uh, two things, I love Jared Leto. This guy's fucking amazing. I love Japan, and I love the yakuza. The thing was like a trifecta for me yeah yeah it was amazing and studying in 1954 Japan too so dope Jared Leto plays a really good Yakuza very subtle I fucking read this thing it was about it was a one of the no if not the first white dude from Europe to go to Japan I don't remember what year this is, but you can imagine it's a very fucking long time ago. And when he wrote back, he was amazed because the Japanese were treating him like shit and calling him like dog and like a savage and shit because they thought he was so uncivilized. Yeah. And to him, it like blew his fucking mind. That's crazy. It's like, can you believe it? They think I'm lower than them. 
Japanese, no joke. But it was like, uh, you know what I thought? Like halfway through, I was like, they tricked me into watching a Yakuza movie because of Jared Leto. It was just like any other of those like Yakuza movies where like it's like a Japanese you, you mean like a like a gun kung fu movie. Yeah, exactly. But what you didn't enjoy? Yo, I love it. Yeah, well, there it's you fucking go. amazing. Well, I want to take this to the uh, to the dark side, but speaking of swimming, this is going to lead into the Montreal rundown of uh, news that's happened last week, which has been pretty dark. Um, they found a kid in a high school pool, face down. What high school? Uh, I don't know, French high school. Okay. Swimming lessons. Yeah. The whole crowd, the class got out of the pool, went to the locker rooms. It was the next class that came in and found him at the bottom of the pool. So he died in between periods? In between periods. Everyone left him. Then no one saw him. Oh, so he was dead? Yeah. When they left? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Who's like watching this shit? Volunteers. Volunteers, Volunteers. To swim class. Yeah, for this high school. school. For the high school. So they're gonna sue the city. Yeah. It's an immigrant family. It's a sad story. That's weird. Yeah. Well, there's that. That was horrible. Another horrible thing. A 17-year-old girl in Laval. She just um, died from drinking a alcohol, like a four loco drink. Yeah. At lunchtime. There's a, a Quebec brand called uh, F-C-K-E-D or something. Fucked. Whatever. It's like an energy for local drink. She drank it and um, she went missing. People found her in a, uh, a lake. Yeah. Face down. So now they took the beverage off the market. Just like they did with Four Loco. At lunchtime? At lunchtime. Yeah. One of those like going to drink at lunchtime deals. But it just reminded me how, like, how much those drinks are marketed to that demographic. It's like, of course you're going to go and, like, you're a troublemaking kid. Go to the depender, get someone to buy you, like, a candy drink. Yeah, yeah. Cotton candy death. Yeah. Is it's that like, what it's called? You believe this? Believe these pieces of shit? Anyway, just give me a second. Oh. oh my god. Oh god, the future's terrible. The future's horrible. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, this is future Mike. I mean, that's probably pretty obvious. Uh, just, uh wanna tell y'all what you get for helping the lasers on what amounts to to essentially saving the fucking world you know if you go by the logic of my previous promo um oh hold on wait, 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 give me one second Christ, that was fucking terrifying. That was the most frightening thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, yeah, you get high quality episodes. 
that sound even better than this, figuratively, since this is a hellscape of bombs, bullets, and robo-suits. You get extra episodes a month. Four is a secret. Is something else. Uh, five, you can get your own personalized episode. You can choose the music. You can give us conversation starters. You can choose the theme. Head to patreon.com slash lasers on the ride to get all this shit. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash lasers on the ride. You are, you make comments every time you see some one of those. I'll, I'll fuck with one of those every once in a while. And every time, uh, yeah. or someone will offer you one. And you're in company with someone. I remember someone offering you one of those things. And you're just like, poison. It is poison. You just, you, that's like, just look at it. Like, that's poison. That's all you say. You don't even say no. You're like that's that's poison. From what I remember, the last reaction to that, someone shrugged their shoulders and went, huh? "Yeah, I don't know. yeah, exactly." Watermelon poison. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> Disgusting. It's liquid candy. Yeah. But then they got to interview the guy who made the drink. From Laval, and he's like, "Yo, oh, it's a Laval drink." Yeah, what? Laval, yeah, hometown drink. Yeah, I just saw an empty can of it out there on the oh, ground. Man. Yeah, it's already being taken off shelves. Oh, spreading to fucking poison through the streets. Yeah, yeah, but his excuse is like, it's a market. You know what I mean? There's a market out there for local. There's no one competing. Yeah, yeah. good business opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But like, imagine being in. Well, that I mean, what were they being asked? Like, what's what this? What did he do? He invented the product okay. so as a yeah. you know to compete with Fort Loco. You know, you know the repercussions. Like you see the repercussions Fort Loco had. But I felt tricked a little bit. I felt tricked like this. Like remember when like they would make the kung fu movies and it would be Chuck Norris. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? that would just be yeah, going yeah. like. Level the level, just kicking out. I think yeah, was it Hulk Hogan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? They had like a fight. No, Kareem there? had one with Bruce Lee. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was Chuck Norris. You know, it's the appropriation. Chuck of... Norris had one with Bruce Lee too. Mm, but wasn't it, okay? So was that? I think. Who was the star of the movie? Bruce Lee. Um, These are Bruce Lee movies. What were Chuck Norris's movies like? Was he fighting Americans? Or was he fighting ja- the Japanese? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't remember. Fighting Nazi SS. Every movie I could think of, he's like a cop or something. Like a military dude. Oh, man. I I haven't watched too many. I just picture him just like fucking karate chopping shit. Doing like really slow leg kicks. In a black black robe. Anyways, I was thinking, because I was like... I wouldn't have watched this movie if Jared Leto wasn't in it. But it was an amazing movie. But that's like one of the cases where was it? The Pierce Brosnan movie where he played a... Yeah, the Native. Native. Yeah, yeah. You know? What you... I mean, in this one, he's not playing... This is just the class of movies where they have a white guy do something better than the people who do it. 
like the American samurai or American ninja. Bingo. That's the point (laughs) that I'm hitting on. So this is the overall point that I'm hitting on. Exactly. That was my segue. I was trying to get in from Chuck Norris into this, but you nailed it on the head. Exactly. Americans being able to do something like a Yakuza film. Jared Leto fucking did it. And yo, you need to watch it. I'm not going to say anything about it. I just like did a quick Google search of it and uh, critics panned it apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I loved that. I thought it was the Japanese Scarface starring Jared Leto. It's like an action movie to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. Well, it's an action, action. like like a gangster action, like a Carlito's Way or a Scarface. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of face acting in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Since the Japanese culture is so subdued, there's not very many long conversations. You know? What's your favorite accent? Oh, I don't know. It's just they're all great in their own ways. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. That's the that's the answer. Okay, now with the, when if that wasn't an option, what's your favorite accent? Cool. Now that we've established that that's the real, because uh-huh. that's for me too. Yeah, every accent has an amazing. Yeah. There's no bad accent. We're just talking about like English dialects, or are we talking about straight up accents? Ooh, good. Yeah, accents from people speaking the English dialect. Okay, yeah, so like straight up accents. Accents, yeah. Straight up accents. From our perspective, from the yeah, English yeah, of perspective. Course. Uh. I'm a big fi- fan of Irish on women. Well, I mean, Irish is an English language. That doesn't count. That's an English dialect, oh. basically. Okay, well, including... Yeah. I mean, there's an accent on the English dialect. Yeah, well, that's like all the... You know, a Baltimore is the same thing as a Scottish, basically. You know what I mean? Mm. They're both speaking English. Huh. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Okay, so the, the opposite would be like a Russian, who is native like yeah, Russian. Exactly. Okay, but English, I guess, counts. But it's two different things. It's like English in respect to their own native language versus someone who's trying to learn a language. Yeah, exactly. You know, and has that accent just because. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, forget anyone who speaks English. Favorite accent from someone who doesn't speak English. Doesn't speak English, is just learning English for the first time. It's by and large cute. Because in the, when it goes the, way, the other way around, when I'm trying to speak French to French girls, yeah. I find it cute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it depends. Listening to Spanish girls speak English, I like. Yeah. That, that accent's well, really good. Speaking of which, um, Cardi B. I'm watching Cardi B interviews. Yeah. Listening to her rep the Bronx made the Bronx seem like a pretty fucking cool place. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Girls like that running around with so much, like, so much uh, character. I'm gonna say the word character to describe it because it really is character. Yeah, I don't know. What's. You know, like the Harlem character, the Jim Jones, and like the flashy kind of. They had their own little character scene. I feel like Bronx at this point is like. Oh yeah, well I mean it's always it's the grimiest one. <laughs> yeah. It's just got a little grime on it. But do you think it's become even more grimy or the identity has become more grimy because of what's happened with Manhattan at this point? You know what I mean? I, don't know. I mean 
as far as I know, it's slowly getting gentrified itself. You know what I mean? Mm. But that's it. When it's on its last legs, and it's becoming gentrified. It's like I don't know. Someone got shot on Peel Street yeah. yesterday. Damn. A uh, Italian boutique. Like someone worked there. Yeah, the owner. Ooh, the, the owner. owner. Some course. chick, some 21-year-old student, is walking on the sidewalk and she sees a long gun, like this big, like a shoddy, on the on the pavement. So she takes like a picture of it throws it up on the gram and then she goes to pick it up and then as soon as she goes to pick it up she gets swarmed with police officers like no 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 yeah so they go and take the evidence and they go inside the it was like the Italian clothing store she and goes this, to pick it up she went to pick it up why what would what would you she thought it was a prop she thought it was like a toy oh she it was a prop God. But you saw the picture she took it looked like a fucking serious weapon like it looked like yeah, a there you go. like a shoddy Man, did you see this thing National Geographic did? It was pretty fucking hilarious. They have an episode or like an issue, the race issue. Okay. So in turn, they thought, you know, we can't really make a race issue without tackling our own history. So National Geographic history, yeah, okay. Yeah. So they have like this article on like how fucking racist they used to be. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. What, citing what examples? Because, I mean, the, national well, um, the millions of examples that they have. They've well, like been the, around for a long time, you know what I mean? Well, I mean... The, the, like, the main ones, like the the ones in the article that I can remember, there's, they were doing an article on Australia in, like, the 30s or something. They call the indigenous Australians the... Like, what is it? The savages and the least intelligent of all human species. <laughs> like, oh, oh shit. shit. Yo, so the guys that uh, with the monocle and that little jungle hat, you know what I mean? That walk through the forest with their fucking... And that, just the fact that for a long time when they showed countries, it only showed poverty in these countries. Yeah, you know that's I mean? a big one. They never show that there's like a city right over there. That's a big one. That's yeah. a huge... Because, I mean, for a while, like, National Geographic was seen as an intellectuals magazine, you know? It still is. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I thought it went by way of the television uh, network. I like the design. Of that. Now I'm thinking about it. The design of, like, the iconic National Geographic cover. I really like it. But, yeah, I mean... How many uh, African titties do you think uh, have been published in National Geographic over the years? Numerous. Innumerable. <laughs> innumerable. I don't think you could count. Is that opportunistic? When you just, like, you know what I mean? You're in a culture where that's, like, totally accepted, but you know that you're marketing to a culture where that's, you know, taboo. You think some, like, a photographer is going to be like, yo, I'm going to go out and get some of those really, like, really poignant African topless shots. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. More like an editor that's like, you better come well, back. Or you're going to tell this bitch to put a shirt on? <laughs> like, uh, we're taking a picture, put a shirt on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, lady. <laughs> anyway, this guy blasts through the, through, the, through the store. 
This guy, like the, the owner of the place, used to work for the Rizzutos and shit like that. Yeah. Anyways, it's a uh, critical condition. Appeal right downtown, middle of the day. Yeah. I mean, the only people who get killed here are old Italian guys. Old French guys, too. Yeah, they get stabbed. They get stabbed. They get stabbed. Have we talked about our theory on that? Guys who get their restaurants firebombed and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's the gig that I want. I want to be the guy that gets hired out to throw the Molotov cocktail through the window. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I think Haitians got the uh the monopoly on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't got the heart for that, I don't think. Oh, I like to sneak. Or maybe I got too much heart. For that. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of sneaky sneaky business, right? You gotta go with like I go like two I 